You are now listening to the Millennial Travel Podcast with Matt Wilson. What's up, podcast listeners? It's Matt coming to you with another episode of the Millennial Travel Podcast. And today, I am finally wrapping up my uh, trip around the world, as you will say. No, I am not currently traveling anywhere, uh, but I have led listeners and blog readers of the Under 30 Experiences blog all around the world on the top solo travel destinations. And today I am going to take you through Asia. So we started in the United States, went through Central America, Mexico, and the Caribbean, then down through South America. Last week we were through Europe. And today I'm going to my most challenging uh, country, no, continent, and that is going to be through Asia. Why is it the most challenging? Because of pronunciation. <laughs> U.S., I got it. Central and South America, that's fine. I speak Spanish. <laughs> Europe, all right. You know what? I can, I can pronounce most things. You know, I even showed off some of my Icelandic pronunciation. Asia, this is going to be tough. But instead of having you guys listen to all my mispronounced stuff, if I think I just don't really know how to pronounce it, I'm just going to skip the name and just tell you that there's a couple of museums and not necessarily mention the names of them. And if you want the specific names, then you can check out under30experiences.com slash blog. Uh, dive into the full article, uh, which I will link up, uh, that it just has everything for you guys. Or if you're listening in Apple uh, or on YouTube or anything like that, some Apple podcasts, I mean, uh, this should all be found in the show notes. So uh, you will have no shortage of links to uh, what to do in Japan, what to do in Indonesia, what to do in Thailand. So I'm going to get right to it. So here we go. Uh, Want to travel alone through Asia? This is your guide. We are going to go through China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, then through Southeast East Asia, Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Thailand, Cambodia, and Vietnam. Not necessarily in that order, but uh, pretty darn close. And uh, if you guys would like to learn how to travel hack, you can check out the Ultimate Guide to Solo Travel. You can find that on under30experiences.com, and uh, there is a link to it right from the homepage, or check that out on our blog. So here we go, Japan. The juxtaposition, high-tech life, and respect for ancient culture makes Japan an incredible place to visit. Japan has lots of crowded, fast-paced cities, but extremely polite, polite people make these places very enjoyable. Most people forget that this long chain of islands spanning from north to south also has incredible beaches in the south and great skiing in the north. I'd also be happy to know that Japan is one of the safest countries in the world for solo travelers. And I link up an article about why so many millennials like to travel to Japan. So in Tokyo, 
fly into Tokyo, of course, and taste authentic sushi from the fish market. Uh, there are some amazing shrines there. Electric Town, which is a hub for J-pop, anime, uh, manga. You can see a sumo wrestling matches. Uh, I link up the uh, main arena there. They happen only three times per year, so check the schedule and plan accordingly if you want to get to one of those. Be sure to enjoy a night of sake and karaoke, two of Japan's favorite pastimes. You can uh, visit the Metropolitan Art Museum to see modern art in the former home of a Japanese prince and princess for view the city from above. You can get to Roppongi Hills and you can go up to the Tokyo City View and Sky Deck. Uh, in Yoyogi Park, you can walk along the beautiful shrines, do the water purification ritual. After a day of walking around, you can visit a traditional bathhouse called the Sento. Uh, be prepared to bathe naked with strangers, which is always uh, a new and exciting thing for a lot of Westerners. Um, about half of the bathhouses do not allow people in with tattoos. Uh, this was originally intended to keep gang members away. So just so you know, they're not discriminating. Well, it is discriminating. Anyway, uh, to get into nature, uh, Takosan Mountain just outside of Tokyo uh, is really high on uh, my list of suggestions. Another great day trip is to see the great Buddha at Kamakura. Uh, for an overnight trip, you can go to Hahon and see Mount Fuji from the National Park. Uh, if you want to hike Mount Fuji and see that sunrise, Plan your visit from July to mid-September, which is the only time you can hike the mountain. Otherwise, I assume it's filled with snow and ice. Um, this area also has great onsen baths and uh, traditional inns and spas all around the hot springs. So Kyoto, you can ride the bullet train from Tokyo to the mountain region of Kyoto, known for its Zen gardens, temples, and bamboo forests. You can visit uh, the Geisha district, the best place to see traditional female Japanese entertainers, entertainers known as geishas dressed in their kimonos. You can sit in a tea shop, sip matcha green tea. I'm not drinking matcha right now, I'm drinking oolong. I'm not sure if that's Japanese or not. Anyway, um, I link up a, another neighborhood to walk around, shop, enjoy local delicacies. That one is called uh, Higashi Maya. And you can visit the Golden Pavilion, one of the most famous tour, tourist sites in Japan. Uh, there's a monkey park, a bamboo forest, more temples. Uh, these places can be quite crowded, so it's best to arrive early. Um, there's a Shinto shrine there that's believed to bring you good fortune. And so this is a great place to walk around, enjoy the gardens. Uh, if you're there during cherry blossom se season, that is really spectacular. Another great two to three hour hike is up the sacred mountain, uh, Mount Inari. And uh, there is a shrine up there as well. And if you stay in more rural areas, I always encourage people to see what more traditional life is like. A ryokan is a traditional Japanese bed and breakfast, so definitely give one a try. All right, Hiroshima.
So, of course, you can go and understand the dark history of the city by visiting the Atomic Bomb Memorial Museum and Peace Park. However, there is a lot in this uh, area to do, including seeing Hiroshima Castle, the manga uh, comic library. There is a lot to explore in the outdoors around Hiroshima, including taking the ferry uh, to a really cool island where you can hike up the mountain. Um, Anomichi is, uh, has beaches, hot springs, uh, Mount Senkoji is, uh, is another great area, um, a link, up, link up a couple hikes there. There is an area also known as uh, Hokkaido, which is a, a very famous area in the north of Japan, known for its winter activities, onsen baths, skiing, um, it's great seafood near Sapporo. There's another great national park there. And then Okinawa. And uh, that would be way far in the south of the country. And that's where you discovered that Japan also has beautiful beaches. So there's lots to explore. Um, they call that the Hawaii of Japan. And in the article, I link up a uh, resource on how to recover for jet lag from jet lag like a pro. All right, China. In China, you can focus on seeing thousands of years of history and understanding how this modern day superpower is evolving. China has upbeat cities like Beijing and Shanghai, as well as incredible outdoor locations, including the Great Wall of China. When you visit, remember that Google products don't work. This caught me by surprise. I was just trying to log on, well, I think to my Gmail or um, I was using Google Chrome. I don't use Google products anymore, but uh, at the time I did and it just wasn't working and I just couldn't figure it out until somebody told me, no, no, you can't use Google. I was saying, well, I'm not going to Google. And she said, no, no, Google Chrome, you can't use that here. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, anyway, uh, China is making strides to clean up its environment and fight uh, climate change, but you still may want to wear your mask. Uh, don't forget, one of the main attractions in China is the world famous styles of cuisine, like Cantonese, Sichuan, Beijing, and Shanghai. Bring your appetite because food is cheap. Uh, also know that you can do a fr visa-free 72-hour stopover. Uh, I took advantage of that one, and it was a perfect sample of uh, Beijing. And so if you don't want to commit to getting a visa, you're on your way to Asia, yeah, check that out. I found that there are a lot of cheap flights to China. So capital of China, Beijing, is truly impressive in terms of size and scope government buildings, squares, landmarks, futuristic buildings, hundreds of years of history exist in the Forbidden City. While walking around Tiananmen Square is mind-blowing. Uh, as an American, I was taken aback by the enormous pictures um, of the communist revolutionary Mao Zedong, and the propaganda was just everywhere. So that definitely took me by surprise. Um, but the, the Temple of Heaven is Beijing highlight also in that same area where you can check out the Hall of Prayer for uh, good harvests and the Echo Wall. Summer Palace and Botanical Gardens is another area to spend some time. If you're looking for a tourist market, check out the Silk 
market, expect everything to be a knockoff brand, and for something uh, more authentic, I point you in the direction of a night market. Wang Fujing, uh, hopefully that is how that is actually pronounced, but I think it's pretty good. Um, you wanna look at old what old Beijing looked like before modernization. You should check out a neighborhood um, and wander down these Hutong alleyways. I'm not gonna pronounce the uh, name of this neighborhood, but it does start with an N and it is very famous. Hutong, H-U-T-O-N-G, if you guys are taking notes. But again, just get the show notes for this. I'm very, very in-depth article. Um, you get to see hole-in-the-wall restaurants, people doing Tai Chi, playing chess, doing chores, <laughs> eat that Peking duck. If you're looking for a quick escape from Beijing and a chance to see the Great Wall of China, this is your chance. Badaling is the easiest place to see it, but if you want some, uh, some uh, fewer crowds, if you want fewer crowds, I'll link up some more Great Wall of China options there in the article. So, Shanghai. Shanghai boasts a juxtaposition between old and new. Upon arrival at the airport, take uh, the train to the city center at an incredible 250 miles an hour. Some of the tallest skyscrapers in the world are found in Shanghai. So if you like heights and observation decks, you can go to the top of the Shanghai Tower, the Oriental Pearl, Shanghai World Financial Center. You can wander through the pedestrian shopping streets called Nanjing Road, which is the best in all of China. Uh, you can walk the Bund Promenade um, along the river, which is a true symbol of Shanghai. Uh, taking the history as you stroll stroll past the museum of buildings it's called in old city walk by the confucian temple eat hot pot dumplings crab meats um, eat no, drink the yellow chinese wine travel back in time to the ming dynasty dynasty in the yuyang garden completed in 1577 see the exquisite jade rock uh, pagodas, koi ponds. I hope I'm really setting the stage uh, here for you. For some peace and tranquility, visit the Jade B Buddha Temple, active monastery, where you'll find monks engaged in prayer, meditation, and chanting. Uh, other places for solo travelers in China. Uh, look, it's an amazing country, so I can't cover it all in this guide, but if you're traveling out to Tibet, Inner Mongolia, Mount Everest, these are all amazing journeys if you can make them make it out that far west uh, travel to Gulin uh, to see the Karst Mountains on a boat trip down the Li River uh, there's another scenic area which is UNESCO preserve great place to hike in the Yellow Mountains Xi'an is <clears throat> famous for viewing the terracotta warriors and exploring the city's old wall. And finally, on everyone's bucket list is seeing the giant pandas in Chengdu. So, Hong Kong. This modern metropolis is a semi-autonomous region belonging to China, uh, but it operates on its own. It's filled with skyscrapers along with the picturesque Victoria Harbor. Hong Kong offers sensational nightlife 
food, amazing temples, excellent options for hiking near the city. In Hong Kong, get a glimpse of Victoria Harbor and the cityscape from Victoria Peak. Take the 360 cable car uh, to the Big Buddha near the Poland uh, Monastery. For temples, you can check out the Mu Fat Buddhist Monastery. Uh, I link up a handful other temples that I would suggest people checking out. For people who can't get enough of Hong Kong's Vista, you can uh, ride the Peak Tram to the Sky Terrace for 360 degree views of the city again in this uh, beautiful bay in Hong Kong. You can take the Star Ferry from Kowloon Island to Hong Kong Island or uh, if you want a more expensive option but a little bit more memorable probably sail the harbor on traditional Chinese junk boat. Uh, make sure you go along the Avenue of Stars right and see the waterfront in this area here you'll learn about Hong Kong's film industry see tributes to stars like Jackie Chan Bruce Lee and of course tons that uh, you and I probably do not know and to get the best look at culture in Hong Kong head to the markets ladies market uh, Temple Street night market Stanley market eat dumplings dim sum uh, maybe the snake soup I don't know if that's sustainable that's a that's a good idea I mean snake soup it's not like they're using endangered snakes I don't know um, but look into that of course and experience arguably the hottest nightlife in Asia uh, in the Lan Kwai Fong district Hong Kong might be known as one of the most densely places uh, populated places in the world but there are a multitude of options to spend time outdoors nearby spend time in nature by visiting the Mai Po nature area uh, where to visit you'll be required to take a tour from the World Wildlife Federation hike Dragon's Back uh, a UNESCO geopark get deeper into the jungle outside the city by hiking these volcanic rocks in the northeast new territories sedimentary rock regions and if you haven't had enough glitz and glam after hong kong head to macau which is the las vegas of china uh, macau is technically part of china but it has its own currency passports laws etc much like hong kong um, Taiwan all right another uh, kind of disputed area uh, belonging to China or perhaps it's independent um, I don't actually know the answer to this I think that Taiwanese uh, consider themselves independent of China but uh, China probably has other thoughts that's just my take um, but I've been fortunate to book a few of these 24-hour layovers through Taipei on my way to Asia and each time I've been glad I did uh, Taiwan is affordable has incredible food has easy hiking uh, there is a lot more to explore than just in a stopover so send spend some time if you can because it's definitely an undervisited country uh, Taipei is fun to see and explore the fight the famous Taipei 101 it was the tallest building in the world until 2010 when the Burj Khalifa in Dubai was built I go to the observatory and then eat Din Tai Fung 
which, oh my God, some of the best dumplings in the world. The night markets in, in Taipei are also world renowned for cheap food. Uh, Shulin Night Market is the most famous, but Snake Alley and a handful of other ones are, are definitely worth checking out. Landmarks around Taipei uh, to check out include the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, National Palace, uh, several temples, um, including the Confucius Temple. During one of my layovers, I hiked Seven Star Mountain, uh, which I linked to also known, um, well, it has another name that's more difficult to pronounce, uh, but I have the name there in the article, and absolutely, I had a great time. Um, Jade Mountain would be my hike uh, if I was gonna return to Taiwan, and hopefully I do someday, but have article there on what to do in a 24-hour layover in Taipei. Um, still on my list outside of Taipei is this village near the sea, uh, Jiofen, and that was once a mining town and has tea houses, hiking, beautiful rolling hills, um, beautiful beaches to visit during the summer. All right, Korea. South Korea is a great place to explore as a solo traveler. North Korea, not so much. So, South Korea has a high tech culture, deep history, great food, and even if you only have time for a stopover in Seoul, you can take a free tour from the airport while you're in transit. Uh, but I suggest sticking around. There's a lot to see. Korea is budget friendly. Public transportation is very clean, well maintained. So consider riding the bus or train whenever you can, especially uh, to try to keep down your carbon footprint in Seoul. Bring your appetite for Korean barbecue or kimchi, which is my favorite. Um, soju is the local alcoholic libation. Uh, the trendiest part of Seoul is, you guessed it, the Gangnam District, uh, named after or that the pop hit Gangnam Style was uh Written, wrote about this district is what I'm trying to say here. Um, and if you want to experience Seoul's nightlife, I link up two places for great all-night party. Um, for street food and shopping, there's tons of that in Seoul as well. Uh, great traditional markets. Go to a Korean baseball game and see the enthusiastic fans singing K-pop fight songs. It's a great cultural experience, even if you aren't a baseball uh, fan. The top attraction is, of course, the palace that was built in 1495. Ladies can rent a traditional hanbok dress, and you can walk around the palace for free in this dress. Um, you can It'll be sure to be a hit on social media. See a lot of other travelers and, and locals doing the same. Um, you can visit uh, this Bukchang Hancock village and you can get a good look at Korean culture. And within the city, there's a mountain park. You can take the cable car or go to the top of the Namsan Tower Observatory for sweeping views of Seoul. Outside of Seoul, you can find yourself in the peaceful countryside where there are temples and traditional villages. Uh, 
Bukasan National Park is just north of Seoul, and you can go and visit the DMZ, the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. Uh, and a lot of people visit the JSA, the Joint Security Area. So if you want to go and uh, peek over at North Korea, you can do that. Um, I also link up, let's see, um, I talk about different places where you can see history, um, including the Shilla Kings. There's a lot to do here in, in Korea, Buddhist architecture that you're gonna understand, um, Korean Buddhist martial arts that you can learn called Sibmodo directly from the monks. Uh, there is more uh, beach towns that you can see in Korea as well. Uh, one is called Busan, which has the Dragon pa Palace Temple uh, right on the ocean, and you can fly out of Busan if you wish. Then there is the Jeju Island, uh, and you can add this to your itinerary. It's more of a romantic spot for honeymooners, but also a party town. Lots of natural wonders to explore, caves, waterfalls, national parks volcanoes, etc. So I would definitely uh, add that to your list as well. All right, Singapore, here we go. Uh, Singapore is a great place for a stopover if you're visiting Southeast Asia. I love flying Singapore Air and there is definitely enough to do here for a few days. Understand that Singapore doesn't have the character that Western travelers might be looking for in a Southeast Asian destination. It's, highly, it's a highly organized society. Everything is clean and high tech. And yes, there are fines for spitting on the ground or uh, eating on the transit system. And I, I'm just fascinated by Singapore and how this mecca of modern capitalism uh, just became independent of the British in 1965. It's more expensive than the rest of Southeast Asia, probably priced a little bit more like Japan, but not out of reach uh, for most backpackers if you keep your stay to a few days. Uh, perhaps Japan is, is more expensive, but um, eating and drinking is gonna be the number one attraction in Singapore, in my opinion. So this Boat Kwai area is the biggest area to relax, hang out, or outdoor bars, restaurants, you walk down the Singapore River, you find yourself in Marina Bay, great place to explore the waterfront, uh, including Merlion Park and this really cool artificial super tree garden. You can take the Sentosa Express train to Sentosa Island, which is just off the coast of Singapore, has popular beaches, party scenes, the, the Tiger Sky Tower observation deck, Universal Studios. And if you like quieter activities, there are plenty of uh, temples as well. And um, not, you know, not so much what Singapore is known for, but there are great botanical gardens there. And uh, there is actually rainforest left in the city in a uh, nice little nature reserve. So it's not, um, don't picture like, I don't know, rainforests like you, I'm trying to think of Malaysia or something who's known for the rainforest or Indonesia, but uh, yeah, it's got a little pocket still. And I link up our article there about what to do on a 24 hour itinerary in Singapore. All right, Indonesia, another amazing country for solo travelers. 
Indonesia has become world famous for the unique culture of, of the island of Bali. Uh, Indonesia is extremely affordable, one of the best places in the world to spend an extended period of time. I've been to Indonesia six times, I think, at least, and after each visit, I can't wait to go back. I think about it all the time, still to this day. While Bali is incredibly famous, don't miss the other more off the beaten path parts of Indonesia like Java. There's several cultures to explore in Indonesia. And the most obvious difference is that Bali is a Hindu island with its own language, while the rest of Indonesia is primarily Muslim. Indonesia has temples, rainforests, snorkeling, surfing, volcanoes, monkeys, and, and tons more. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll start it off in Jakarta, not my favorite city, but Indonesia's capital, has 10 million people, but if you end up flying into Indonesia via its capital, it doesn't spend, hurt to spend a day or two there. Check out the main square and the Dutch Quarter for its beautiful architecture. I went to the world's one of the world's largest mosques, um, but I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and I was not allowed in. So, you know, no guns permitted. Uh, but they're also on the island of Java, right outside of Jakarta. There is so much cool stuff. There's over 500 Hindu temples in Yogyakarta in the Prom. Prambanan Temple Complex. Um, seeing the Sultan of Yogyakarta's palace is definitely something you have to do. Visitors to Yogyakarta love the artistic feel to this city. They have the world's largest Buddhist temple there. So definitely put Yogyakarta on your places uh, to visit list. We're gonna take the train through the Indonesian countryside to East Java. There's a Dutch colonial town of Malang. Uh, you should definitely go and check that out. Koban Rondo Waterfall is there. Um, there are you know brightly painted houses in this area that are, are really quintessential. Um, hike Mount Bromo, which is part of this national park for sunrise. See the inside of a volcano, a volcanic crater. Then you can hop on over to Bali. All right, the island of Bali is pretty perfect for solo travelers, so consider spending a little bit of extended time here if you can. Uh, most of, a lot of Bali has become more congest congested in the last 10 years, so do your best to get off the tourist track. Um, definitely avoid the party hubs of Kuta and Semenyak. It's like the, the uh, Playa del Carmen and Cancun of Mexico, let's let's put it that way. So over tourists, uh, over tourists did not very sustainable. So I would skip those areas, to me. Um, but Bali is special because of the serenity to me, the deep spiritual connection that the Balinese people feel to their island. Practice yoga, get a massage at the world famous yoga barn in Ubud. Uh, visit one of Bali's many beautiful beaches. Ubud and Kangu, you'll, you'll find people recreating scenes from Eat, Pray, Love. Um, people flock around the world to go on retreats. There's tons of he healthy restaurants in these areas. Uh, I talk about a few of my favorites in Ubud, Sayuri's, uh, 
Cafe, Atman, uh, those places I think are all vegetarian or serve a lot of vegan food, but then I also say eat the duck at Bebek Bang Bangil and eat chicken satay whenever you can. It's, uh, it's excellent. So the best part of Bali is how kind the people are. People who work in tourism go above and beyond to make sure you have a great time on their island, and they're truly grateful for the opportunity. I really appreciate that about Balinese people. Excuse me. Many Balinese people speak good English, uh, and it's actually pretty pick up to pretty easy to pick up a few key phrases in Balinese and Indonesian, and. You know, whenever you can go somewhere and uh, attempt few words in someone else's language, this makes uh, people smile and definitely Indonesian people love that. Stay with a local family if you can in Indonesia. It's, it's really cool. Bali has over a million temples. That's because everyone lives in a traditional home compound and has their own temple in their home. So a few of my favorite suggestions uh, for things to do in Bali would be check out the surf in Padang Padang and Uluwatu, uh, hike Mount Batur, hike Mount Agung. These are more challenging hikes. Both are great sunrises. Uh, I saw one during a meteor shower. Was pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, let's see, skip tasting the Luwak coffee. It's one of the most expensive coffees in the world, but it's produced from rodent feces and it is an abusive animal practice. So just wanted to let you guys know about that. And then if you can get to the neighboring islands of Lombok uh, or to the Gili Islands, absolutely do so. Uh, pretty spectacular places. Look, Indonesia is made up of 17,500 islands, so can't cover them all in the sky, but Komodo National Park um, in the lesser Sunda Islands would be a great place. Yes, that's where Komodo dragons are from. Um, tons of wildlife in this area. Animal lovers will want to venture to Sumatra to see the endangered orangutans, but please do not feed or get too close to the orangutans. Uh, viruses can cross from humans to these primates. I'm not sure um, what's going to be happening with them after COVID-19, but use an eco-friendly tour company who will keep their distance and promotes sustainable practices. Uh, all right. Thailand, another one of my very favorite countries. The land of smiles. Um, who doesn't love going to a place where people, uh, people have a smile on their face and you will come back from Thailand with a smile on your face or you'll cry when you leave. That happens to people too. Um, if you're traveling to Southeast Asia, Thailand should be your priority. From here, you can travel to other neighboring countries like Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, Malaysia. Thailand has so much to explore, including Bangkok, Northern Thailand around Chiang Mai, the islands in the south of the country. It's incredibly affordable, which allows you to stay longer, have more fun. Thailand has something for everyone from the rowdy nightlife along Khao San Road <coughs> to serene temples in the foothills near Chiang Mai to the relaxing beaches near Phuket, rock climbing and crabby. Um, <clears throat> I link up a primer on do's and don'ts in Thai culture, so you can check out our Under 30 Experiences Guide to Thai Culture if you wish. 
All right, Bangkok. Bangkok can be overwhelming to people. You might experience some culture shock, but keep in mind that this is a magical city if you really dive in. Many Westerners feel right at home after a couple of days. Keep in mind that Bangkok is a very popular city for solo travelers, so there'll be no shortage of bars, restaurants catered towards backpackers. I prefer not to spend much time near Khao Sun Road, uh, which is really a main tourist trap, but it's a favorite area um, of a lot of people. And uh, I would suggest staying along the river where you can travel by ferry to Bangkok's best temples and attractions. Ban Wang Long uh, Riverside is a great hotel that we really like. It's right next door to the authentic Wang Long Market. Much of the history in Bangkok dates back to the 15th century. Thailand is ruled by a monarchy, so you'll actually be visiting the king's home when you visit the Grand Palace. See the reclining Buddha. Uh, be sure to go early to beat the crowds. Take the ferry across the river to the sea, the iconic Buddhist temple, Wat Arun. Uh, wander through the market, the flower market, uh, roam the alleys of old Bangkok. When your feet get tired, you can get massages, of course. Um, even cooler is at one of the Buddhist uh, temples. You can learn how to give massages at Wat Pho, or of course, go in and receive one. Um, Chetachak. Market is one of my favorite places to wander and haggle for goods that range from knockoff brands to up-and-coming uh, Thai clothing brands. Hmm. It's a long podcast. I'm uh, <clears throat> kind of losing my voice here. The, fl um, the floating market is less authentic and mainly for tourists, but can also be a lot of fun. Good photo ops. Uh, definitely there. Um, and uh, of course, good places to eat. If you haven't experienced a Thai night market, definitely check those out. Usually Thursday through Sunday. Um, pad Thai, sweet potato balls, uh, Thai iced tea, papaya salad. Uh, thai food is very good, obviously. Uh, you probably know that because it's uh, fairly popular here in North America. Um, I already mentioned that uh, Khao Sun Road has some of the reputation for some of the wild, wildest nightlife. Um, but, you know, do know that street foods like scorpion and tarantulas are just for tourists. It's not authentic Thai food. But, um, you know, take this area with a grain of salt. Go and see it for sure. But be extremely careful about pickpockets in this area at night. Uh, Silom and Tong Lo uh, are other areas of Bangkok for a good nightlife. And I recommend heading north to on the train to Ayutthaya. It's a UNESCO heritage preserve from 1351. You'll see Buddha heads at, with trees actually growing around them. They've been going for so long. Uh, if you can take that train stop in the local city of Lampang, there are a lot fewer tourists in this area, and it's a much better look at what local Thai life is like. Tim, our manager, is up there in that town, in that small city, and he gives some tips on our blog to getting off the beaten path in Bangkok. Um, so yeah, you'll want to check that out as well. Um, and that brings us up north to Chiang Mai, one of my favorite cities. All right, Northern Thailand. 
has rich culture, beautiful mountains, jumping off point for all, um, everything in, in Northern Thailand. Uh, and that's gonna be from Chiang Mai. So check out the Northern Thai breakfast. Uh, that's really special. Plenty of temples spread throughout the city to check out. My favorite was the hike up Doi Su Tep. And you can hear the monks chant, their evening prayer, take in, I went up for sunset um, and then stayed after dark. You could see Chiang Mai lit up at night, which is pretty neat. Uh, Chiang Mai is a great hub for jungle trekking. Uh, climb up the sticky waterfalls. Uh, that's another great day trip. There's, they're sticky, so there's no uh, ropes or anything required. No uh, previous climbing experience or anything. It's just a really fun place to, to go and hang out. Participating in elephant conservation programs is a highlight of most travelers' trips to Thailand. Uh, elephants are wild animals, not domesticated, so keep in mind that riding these gentle beasts can be damaging and strongly discouraged. And I link to some responsible elephant sanctuaries around the world. Chiang Mai has lots of hands-on activities, cooking classes, Muay Thai boxing classes, uh, which was, of course, one of my favorite things to do in Thailand. Bring your best negotiating skills to the night market there, and then head down to the south, fly down to the islands of Thailand. Um, you can end your trip by going down to the south part of the country and there's a lot more to do than just relaxing on the beach. There is uh, There are several national parks, amazing places to explore the jungle, definitely fly into Krabi, go and take the long tail boat uh, to Riley Beach. It's a neat little peninsula, uh, accessible only by boat. Some of the best rock climbing in the world has these amazing limestone cliffs. You can rent a kayak, paddleboard, see the bioluminescent plankton come out after dark. Of course, you've probably heard of Phuket or Kopi-P. These areas are extremely popular with tourists. Unfortunately, areas of the island can be overcrowded and you'll see evidence of sex tourism, especially there in Phuket. But um, if you can get to the area of Patong uh, on, on Phuket, you'll enjoy your stay a lot more. Uh, there's a wildlife park there, incredible waterfalls, another national park in this area. Bamboo Island of Kofipi is another gem. Uh, one more island that's popular with yogis and Muay Thai practitioners is Koh Samai. So uh, check out this island if you're looking for something laid back and you can get our ultimate packing list for Thailand here on the blog post uh, all about Asia. All right, we've got a couple more countries to breeze through. Vietnam. Vietnam is another beautiful country that experienced a lot of darkness in its recent history. There's a lot to learn about the Vietnam War, um, but Vietnam's history dates back hundreds if not thousands of years. Vietnam is an inexpensive country. Long trips uh, are definitely suggested in this region of the world. And I link up what to eat in Vietnam as well. Uh, so Ho Chi Minh City, also known as Saigon. You wanna fly here, see the French architecture. Get prepared to eat well um, because Viet Vietnamese food is delicious 
delicious, you've probably heard of pho and uh, banh mi, those world famous sandwiches. Take a cooking class, dive into the culture. Near Ho Chi Minh, you can crawl through the Kuchi uh, tunnels where they were used during the Vietnamese War. You can cycle down the Mekong Delta. This is what a lot of people do. One of the most memorable activities in Vietnam. There are villages, rice fields, Buddhist pagodas, and uh, just a, it's a great way to see the countryside. And you can explore all these waterways. And uh, Khao Dai Temple, it's another great day trip from Saigon where you'll learn about this religion that blends Buddhism, Christianity, Taoism, uh, Confucian, Confuciusism, Confucianism, there we go, and Islam, um, which is super interesting to me. And uh, we link up a two-day itinerary outside of Ho Chi Minh City that our trip leader Rebecca uh, recounts. All right. Hanoi, the capital of Vietnam, is most known, known for the old French Quarter. Uh, here you'll explore architecture, food, and shop in the market. There are plenty of cultural sites to see, including uh, this uh, very famous pagoda from the 15th century. The One Pillar Pagoda is actually even older. That's from 1049. Um, if you want to experience more history and culture, there's a slew of museums, the Temple of Literature, Museum of Fine Arts, Ho Chi Minh Museum, National Museum of Vietnam, Vietnamese History, and the Vietnamese Women's Museum. Don't miss a local puppet show because you've never seen anything quite like it. All right, Halong Bay. It's just a few hours from Hanoi by car. Most uh, trips out to Halong Bay have that uh, car ride included. It's a UNESCO heritage site, one of the new seven wonders of the world, extremely popular as you can imagine, and it does have issues with pollution, but if you can get just a little bit off the beaten track, you will enjoy it a lot more. Um, Halong Bay Cruise Port will take you about 12 miles to the heart of the bay. Amazing photo ops, as you've probably seen pictures of. Look to spend two nights in the junk boat. And uh, don't do the $12 one, as I read a lot of uh, people saying. Let's see. Um, I recommend finding a cruise that you can visit Cat Ba National Park, the floating fishing villages, various caves and beaches. And then there's a couple other bays outside of Halong Bay, so each has a very different feel. So I would recommend, you know, trying to trying to get out away from where most people go. Um, that's how you create a unique itinerary. And if you're still looking to explore more of Vietnam, get to the mountain villages for some trekking and sapa. All right, Cambodia. So you're gonna catch a flight to Siem Reap, um, which is known, it's best known basically because it's near Angkor Wat. There's not a ton uh, to do in this area, but in, uh, or in the city itself, but in this area, you know, Cambodia has jungles and beaches and delicious food and amazing temples, um, as you probably already know. Uh, Cambodia also has a, a dark history in uh, recent history, 1970s, Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge 
led a genocide that killed over well over a million Cambodians. That being said, the people are kind and tourists are very welcome. There's a ton to explore in this country. They use the US dollar, so your money will go directly into the hands of people who are gonna be using it. Um, Siem Reap is the main tourist hub because of his proximity to Angkor Wat. Probably won't spend a ton of time here, but take a full day to explore massive ruins of Angkor Wat, understand uh, the historic city. Uh, there's several different areas of the city that you can, uh, this historic city that you can uh, visit that are less visited by tourists. The Terrace of Elephants is always a favorite for many solo travelers. The Bat Caves um, overlooking the rice fields fields are really popular. Bantambang, where you can ride a bamboo train. It's literally a bamboo flatbed, which takes you for a pretty, uh, pretty nutty ride through a local village. So that seems like a lot of fun. What's up guys, we just got caught off here and I'm coming at you a couple days later recording this, uh, but we we're just wrapping up Cambodia. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that I shaved, washed my hair, I'm not wearing a hat, and uh, here we go. But we're gonna wrap this pretty soon. But what I wanted to say was that another country that you should absolutely check out in this region is Laos. Uh, visiting Luang Prabang is on my bucket list and very off the beaten path. Many people visit this place after Chiang Mai, Thailand. And finally, the last country that we have on our list is the Pearl of the Pacific, the Philippines. It's home to over 7,600 islands. It's a solo traveler's paradise, with beautiful beaches, snorkeling and scuba diving, jungle hikes, volcanoes, amazing food. The Philippines will delight just about anyone. So with so many incredible islands, there are endless choices on where to go. So I'll try to point you in the direction with the help of my Filipino friends who are known for their hospitality. Keep in mind that it can be extremely hot in the Philippines. So traveling December through February would put you there in the coolest, driest part of the year. If you're worried about language barrier to traveling to Asia as a solo traveler, Visiting the Philippines is a great choice as English is one of the official languages. And you'll also see plenty of Spanish words around from the 300 years that the Philippines were ruled by Spain. So Manila, Manila is a very busy, congested city. Some people feel overwhelmed while other people learn to love it. Uh, the great thing about visiting the capital of any country is that you can usually find all the best food from around the country. You can ride a Filipino horse-drawn carriage, head out to eat, uh, be sure to eat a meal with your hands um, as they do in the special Kwamayan uh, style. Uh, eat pork tocino for breakfast. Uh, they have a tamarind pork stew for lunch. That's excellent. Chicken adobo for dinner. Uh, halo halo is the ice shavings with evaporated milk. Great dessert. And if you need a second dessert, you can check out Manila's Dessert Museum. Uh, the following day, check out Benodo, Manila's Chinatown for more incredible cuisine. You can hop in a jeepney, the radically painted local buses, and head to the walled city of Intramuros, uh, Fort Santiago, and San 
Augustine Church. For another landmark, you can check out Rizal Park, uh, which celebrates Filipino independence and escape the city by going out to the Geo Reserve. This, there's amazing rock garden conservation area in the Rizal Rainforest outside of Manila. Check out the trails and the ropes course, two hours from Manila in the town of Tagaytay and is home of the Tal Volcano. You can hike up and see sunrise, stick around to visit this Spanish colonial town. Uh, Boracay is Philippines' most famous beach attraction. And like most uber popular tourist destinations, when you arrive, you can tell why people love it. But you'll also have to work to get off the beaten path. Uh, do your best to get outside of White Sand Beach uh, to Bulabog and uh, Diniweed. You can also island hop from Boracay to places like Pukashel, um, Tambisan Beach, right? If you love water sports, there's no shortage here. Kayaking, stand up paddle boarding, snorkeling in the turquoise waters. You can ride a, a traditional banca boat, sail in the old school uh, Parau boats. Para uh, boats, possibly it's pronounced in the evening. Boracay offers plenty of nightlife as this island has earned its reputation as a party town. Then moving on to Cebu Island. So if you found the big city of Manila too intense, you'll be happy to arrive in Cebu City for much more charming laid back lifestyle. Cologne Street features Spanish architecture from 1565 and night market you won't want to miss. While the Philippines is Asia's only Christian country and 86% of the population is Catholic, you can visit the Taoist temple to understand what religion was like before the Spanish conquistadors. Some of the best scuba diving departs from Cebu, uh, as plenty of other activities uh, will get your heart pumping in this region. Cebu Island has a lot to offer, so I suggest exploring other parts of the island than just Cebu City, of course. Uh, Mobol is a great part of the island to use as your home base for adventure travel. Make sure uh, to make your way out to Badian for some canyoning, trek the mountains uh, and rivers in this area, jump into the waterfalls, slide down the natural water slides. There's plenty of places to splash around in the water. Take a day trip to Pescador Island where you can swim with sea turtles and experience the nearby sardine run where millions of sardines swim in a school. I put a picture up in the actual blog post. And then there is Coron Palawan. Uh, so Corona is another great cluster of islands in the Philippines uh, that solo travelers should definitely have on the radar. Take a banco ride, a traditional Filipino boat to Barracuda uh, and Kanyangan Lake, uh, awarded as the cleanest island of water, uh, <laughs> cleanest inland body of water in the Philippines. You can visit the Twin Lagoons, where you have to swim through the sinkhole, uh, interact with the tribes of Palawan. They're naturally protected and conserved uh, by the indigenous cultural communities of the Philippines. You can visit uh, Busanga during sunset. You can hike up Mount uh, Tapias, which is uh, only about 700 feet tall above sea level. 
but you're still going to work up a sweat, and then you'll want to relax in therapeutic waters uh, at the springs. These two pools are some of the few saltwater hot springs in the world, and you can look for the endangered dugong, which is an endangered sea cow while you're in the region. Coron is one of the best places in the world for budget travelers to get scuba certified. And if you're still looking for more islands to explore, check out El Nido, which is just a few hour ferry ride away. All right, I know, I know, I didn't cover India, Nepal, Tibet, or anything in the Himalayas, Central Asia. So check back on the Under 30 Experiences blog or here on the Millennial Travel Podcast for future guides to solo travel. If you liked this, uh, you'll want more on solo travel, which you can find in the Millennial Travel Guidebook. Skate more, spend less, and make travel a priority in your life. You can check that out on Amazon or if you like getting your material uh, in your headphones or driving in your car, you can check that out on Audible. Again, that's the Millennial Travel Guidebook. I think you will like that. I very meticulously recorded uh, that audio, so expect something high quality. And uh, thanks again. If you have any feedback, Instagram is probably the best place uh, where I publish my travel content, Matt Wilson TV. And uh, thanks again. Appreciate it, guys. See you next time.